Folks, we're back. It's the Second String Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Happy Friday. End of the week. You made it. You did it. You fought it out. Tough scene this week for the planet Earth. World War III, maybe. Russia, Ukraine, not great. Innocent people being injured, evacuated, driven out of their places. Not great. So you know what? Let's remove ourselves from that. Let's... Take that shit right out of our brain and throw it in the trash. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to mention it. Tough week. Let's battle through it. Or it's the weekend. It's time to relax. It's time to do a couple things that you enjoy. It's time to realize that life is about doing things you enjoy, not stressing about things you don't enjoy or things you can't control. It's about doing things you enjoy. It's about taking control and doing things that make the heart go on fire, that light you up right here. That's what it's about. So in the nature of that, in in my own prescription of doing things that light up the soul, that just make you feel some type of way, I figured there is no better thing to do or talk about than the show Ozark. Now, no spoilers. Thank God this is a, this is a podcast. I've said many times on here that I wish you guys could actively talk to me. I wish it was a live stream. This is one instance I am so happy it's not. We're on season three, I believe. Or no, no, no. I just finished season three last night. So we're at the beginning of season four. I won't spoil it for you because I'm not a scumbag. Maybe you're going to watch it on Netflix. I don't know. Marty Bird. What's this guy's like? Where did he come from? That's not a human being. I got friends. There are people you go on Twitter that are like, holy shit, I have a, I have anxiety over choosing what kind of muffin to eat at breakfast. I have anxiety whether or not I want to make scrambled eggs or over easy. I have anxiety on how much water I want to drink today. Like people lose their minds and can't make decisions over the most insignificant, seemingly easy decisions on earth. Hey, just drink the water. How about that? You know, 64 ounces, 82 ounces. It doesn't just fucking have water. It doesn't matter. People are sitting there. Oh my God, I'm having anxiety. Or what do I watch? Television show paralysis. Oh, there's three different shows I want to watch and a movie. What do I watch? I'm going to watch zero and just scroll on TikTok forever. People get anxiety over the dumbest shit, over the littlest things, the easiest solutions, anxiety over something like which TV show to watch, something that it's either something you'll enjoy, something you'll enjoy, or something you'll enjoy. They can't make a decision. They get all stressed out because they can't make a decision. This fucking guy, Marty Bird, is in a life or death scenario on an episodely basis. Like he is making decisions that determine if Jonah will ever make it to a prom or not. He's making decisions that will determine if he ever sees a gray hair. Or not, by the way, fantastic color on Bateman's hair. I don't know if he's doing a little just for men. I don't know if they're touching him up before Bateman goes out there to shoot a scene. I'm not certain how that works, but my God, that guy, he, he's just kept that chestnut color, just really lodged in there, really good stuff from him. And to be honest with you, the way Bateman's been these last few years, his career, that guy still got his fastball. I'll, I expect nothing less than a nice head of hair. I expect nothing nice less than a fresh haircut. Zero silver fox. I mean, the kid looks like he's fresh out of college. So good for Jason. Good for Marty Bird. This guy is dealing with some of the most stressful situations I've ever heard. And he hasn't mentioned anxiety a single time. 
He hasn't even mentioned getting nervous. Sure, he said, oh, I'm scared too, Wendy. I'm scared too, Jonah. I'm Charlotte. I'm making decisions to keep our family alive. Sure, he's mentioned that he, he understands they're in grave danger. He understands the threat that's upon them. He's afraid. He's scared. He wants to do the right thing just to survive. He's said all that. He's never said, I'm anxious. He's never said, I'm nervous. He's never said, I'm rattled. He's never said, I'm flustered. The composure on this guy, I don't know what the best composure in the world is. Like, who is the most composed human being of all time? Fucking Ramdas. What's that guy's name? Ramdas Dali. Is that his name? Who? The monks? One of the monks? What about that monk that lit himself on fire? I think that was the Vietnam War, the monk that lit himself on fire. Maybe that guy? I mean, the composure to light yourself on fire, that's like your fucking redefining composure. This Marty Bird fellow, he's up there with the monk who lit himself on fire. This guy's incredible. He, on an episodely basis, it almost feels like whether or not he has oatmeal or a bagel for breakfast, like that might determine whether or not his daughter gets fucking kidnapped. Honest to God. And he's making decisions. Do I turn against the Kansas City mob? Do I turn against the the Navarro cartel? Do I turn against the FBI? He's no, no anxiety here. No nerves here. He's not worried. No, not, not, not Marty bird. No, he's good. He understands the severity of these decisions. He understands what's at stake. He's not nervous though. Like, is he, where is Marty bird's headspace at? I'd like to know. Is he this way? Because a, he knows he's going to make the right decision possibility or B, he just doesn't give a fuck. He's going to make the decision he makes. Sure. He hopes it's the right one. He's going to make the best possible decision, but he doesn't give a fuck. Is that what, is that what's happening? Is that what I'm hearing too? Cause it's starting to feel like it might be what's going on with, with Marty bird. The guy is incredible. Like imagine that guy, imagine if Jason Bateman or I guess Marty bird could throw a pigskin 65 yards and could throw one 30 on a rope. Imagine that. Imagine if he could run like a four, eight 42, this guy would be a first overall talent coming out of college. What do we talk about when quarterbacks come out and it's like, oof, I don't know if this guy's got it. The composure. Can they learn the game? Are they going to get rattled in their first couple starts when things don't, don't go their way? Are they going to keep it together when, hey, these linebackers, these guys are faster than anyone you've ever seen. Don't talk to Marty Bird about composure. Marty Poise Bird. Marty Poise in the pocket Bird. Mar- Marty the money launderer bird like this dude it goes on and on this guy is a jack of all trades and I'm shocked I'm amazed time and time again at how well this man's able to keep it together his kids lives are on the line his wife's life is on the line his life is on the line millions of dollars on the line he's got the FBI 10 feet up his ass he's got a Mexican drug cartel eh, five and a half feet up his ass. I mean, he's got some of the most dangerous, some of the most powerful people on the planet crawling up his anal cavity, trying to just wreak havoc in the Marty bird internal system. And this guy, you wouldn't know it. You'd think this guy, you see him walking down the street. You'd think he's on the way to a Sunday bingo match. That's the way this guy carries himself. He's driving around in this town and country. He's working at a casino. He's down at a strip club. This guy, not a care in the world, Marty Bird. 
He's short. He's concise. He gets his point across and he gets out. He's a businessman. He's focused. He knows what he wants. You don't own the Missouri Bell by being not focused. You don't own the Missouri Bell by having meaningless conversations with people who will do nothing for you. You own the Missouri Bell by getting in, getting out, and getting what you need in the process. And that's what Marty Bird does no matter what the stakes are, no matter what kind of obstacles or adversity is in his way. This guy just gets it fucking done, and he doesn't say a word. No complaining. No, oh, Wendy, I don't know what we're going to do. Sure, he'll give the Wendy. Yeah, I'm scared too, Wendy. That's it. That's as terrified as Marty Bird gets. I'm scared too, Wendy. That's it. That's as bad as it gets. Fucking the Navarro cartel could show up to his house with 20 dudes with machine guns. And he'd be like, we're going to work this out, kids. Wendy, go to the basement. I'm going to talk to these guys. We're going to work it out. That's him being terrified. That's Marty Bird seeing the boogeyman. Hey, please, please leave our family alone. List Mr. Boogeyman. I'll make this right. I know how to money launder. I will make you millions. Just give me time. Get the FBI and I'll make this right. That's Marty Bird in his dying moments. That's how he, like he hasn't cried ever. He doesn't cry ever. And I'm not even just saying in the show that we've seen Marty bird before the show, their innocent life in Chicago, when he's running the finances or whatever the fuck he did, never cried then either. This is the most poised human being I've seen in my entire life. You think he ever showed up to an exam in college and was like, fuck, this isn't going to go well. Brother, this guy's staring the fa- staring the face of a Mexican drug lord. Doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't even break a sweat. Think he's getting nervous over a calculus exam, sophomore year of college. I mean, you know he's gonna pass it anyway. This Marty Bird, he's a magician with numbers. But my God, the guy's never once gotten nervous. The guy's never once second guessed himself. The guy has never once looked at a situation and gone. I don't know if we're getting out of this one. There's always a way when Marty Bird's on your side. There's always another path. There's always another door to open. Right when you think you're locked in, right when you think you're in a torture chamber and there's nowhere to go, it's you and four walls. Here comes Marty Bird cutting a fifth fucking hole in the door, and you don't even know where it came from. He's cutting a door in the ceiling. That's what Marty Bird does. He's not going to complain about it either. This guy's unbelievable. I'd like to see Marty Bird behind an NFL offensive line, to be honest. I'd like to see Marty Bird with five seconds to throw and a flood pattern to the left side of the field. I know money laundering so far has treated him well, right? He's probably made a handsome, handsome living. They haven't gone into his finances per se too much, but I'm sure he's good at what he does. I think he likes what he does when the FBI and the cartel aren't up his ass. He's a fine money launderer. You know what? That's underselling. He's one of the best money launderers. He's great at it. You find something you're good at, make people pay you and do it. I hear you, Marty. I just want to get this guy maybe one season, maybe a preseason. Just give him a few snaps under center. He's not getting rattled. Vic Fangio, you want to blitz him? Blitz him all you want. He's going to pick you apart. Marty Bird makes Tom Brady look like he's never seen a cover two defense before. Marty Bird makes Tom Brady look like he forgot he ever won those seven Super Bowls. I mean, that's the level of poise we're talking about this guy. You know who else is poised? Severus Snape for my Harry Potter fans. When has that guy ever shown emotion? No, 
haven't seen i think i have seen the half blood prince once after half blood i'm out haven't seen him so maybe he cries maybe he smiles maybe his facial expression changes in those movies first five movies fucking severus snape is a copy paste copy paste copy paste says a few different words the facial expression always the same that guy's got poise and i think marty bird is at a level above him because guess what Severus isn't really dealing with onset pressure in his face, the threat of your life 24-7. Severus, yeah, he's got some plans. He's got a couple backdoor dealings. He's putting on a little bit of a masquerade to get the in on the one who shall not be named, for sure. He's doing some dangerous work. He's doing a little sticky stuff, for sure, Severus. More power to you, RIP Alan Rickman. But he's not doing what Marty Bird's doing. I mean, Marty Bird. This guy, I've never seen anybody like it. I've never seen anybody deal with the circumstances. He deals with not every once in a while, not the couple circumstances. Every single episode, every single time Marty Bird's on the screen, there's a new problem that's going to exterminate a long line of birds. Every single time. This guy's got more enemies than I have fingers. He's got Darlene, he's got the FBI, the Navarro cartel, Helen, Wendy kind of, Frank Cosgrove. I mean, the list goes on. I don't know when he's finding time to eat, to be honest with you. I don't know when he's finding time to sleep. That's another thing I'd like to acknowledge with really all the birds, Wendy included. I guess the kids not so much, but I don't know when they sleep. Marty, Wendy, do they? I, you have to, right? I think humans die. If you kept a human awake for like a week straight, don't they die? Or at least they lose their minds. They can't, like they hallucinate. They can't see. They can't think. They can't speak, right? They become like a vegetable type situation. When does Marty Bird sleep? When does Wendy Bird sleep? You'd assume they have to, but if they are, what's he getting? Five, six hours a night? I get about eight a night. I feel like I sleep a pretty good amount. Like I try to prioritize sleep. Um, I don't have nearly as much going on as Marty Bird. And I still kind of, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, could sleep longer. I could go, I could go back to bed. Now that said, I'm a sleep fanatic, right? I grew up on sleep. I eat that shit for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Marty Bird, maybe he's an insomniac. Maybe he's just an early riser. I don't know what it is. But if this guy's sleeping for like four, five, six hours a night and then grinding it out like a goddamn computer for the 18 hours he's awake every day, how is his decision making so crystal clear? I'll have what he's having. Honestly, I will. I'd love to have whatever Marty Bird's having. I don't know if he's getting high on a little bit of his own supply, right? Crack cocaine. Maybe that's keeping him awake. That's keeping him focused. Doesn't seem very much like Marty. I don't know if he's you know, cutting it and mixing it with Adderall, doing the whole Adderall thing. Again, possibility. How much Adderall do they have in the Lake of the Ozarks? Again, doesn't seem like Marty. I could see it. I'd believe it. I'll have what he's having if it's the case. But this guy, I sleep eight hours and, you know, I, I, I have a job and I have to use my brain, I would say. I don't have to use my brain like Marty Bird uses his. I mean, my brain looks like a fucking peanut. Compared to Marty Bird. That's the other. I think I'm a pretty smart guy. That's the other thing. I think I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm like, damn, I have some good ideas, right? I can solve some kind of complex problems. 
I do a job that requires brains. I do a job that requires thinking. This Marty Bird, he he makes my brain look like it actually is just Play-Doh. He makes my brain look like someone squeezed a tube of fucking cake icing into my dome. That's about it. Like, he puts me to shame. The decision-making, the constant decision-making, 18 hours a day. I'll be honest, between you and me, don't tell my employer. I don't know. I make like one, maybe zero decisions a day. And if you want to talk important decisions, like where other people are affected, where it's like, oof, this this is either going to help my life or worsen my life. Is it going to help my career or worsen my career? Probably making like zero of those decisions on a daily basis. Decisions that affect other people. Yeah, I'm making I'm making zero. I'm making maybe negative one of those a day. This guy's making 50 of them a day. And it's not, oh, kids won't be able to sign up for hockey if I make the wrong decision. Oh, I won't be able to, you know, we're, we're going to have to save some cash. No cannolis for the family after dinner tonight. Not that. It's, oh, oh, wrong decision. Oh, my two children are corpses now. He's making 20 of those, 30 of those, 50 of those a day off six hours sleep with more pressure on them than anybody's had in their entire lives. Who is this Marty bird? Who is this Marty bird? Is he a cyborg brother? Like what's if, is that the way Ozark goes? It's like, Oh, that turns out this was just the prequel to Westworld. Marty bird's been a cyborg this entire time. The guy doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He doesn't register stress or pressure, and he just nails decisions. He's a goddamn computer. He makes the right decision 100% of the time. He's the most advanced computer human civilization's ever seen. Is that where Ozark goes? The prequel? Like, I'd believe it. I'd be like, that explains a lot. Because how does Marty Bird never fuck up? How is Marty Bird, I'm three seasons in now, about to start season four tonight, I'm three seasons in. How has Marty Bird never once been like, damn, I'm tired, Wendy? Never once, Marty? You've never once been like, let out a yawn? I haven't even seen the guy yawn. I've never seen him close his eyes. Though There's one episode where he falls asleep on the couch when they have the baby and he wakes up with the baby on him. That's the only time. I remember Marty Bird not doing something productive. That's the only time I remember Marty Bird doing something that didn't either save his own life, his family's life, or make a Mexican drug cartel millions of dollars. This guy's a machine. Imagine being fucking General Motors. Get Marty Bird in the building. He can be the VP of marketing, fucking CFO. It doesn't matter. Get this guy in the building. He's the most productive human being on the planet. Like, It shouldn't matter what industry you're in, fucking automotive, medical, sports, dude. Bring him in to coach the Lions. Bring him in to be the chief of analytics for the Detroit Lions. He may not give a fuck about football. He may have never watched a football game in his life. I don't give a shit. Marty Bird wakes up six hours of sleep with 10,000% energy and goes and makes decisions and gets shit done, and it works. Imagine him making these same decisions when his life isn't on the line. Like you'd, I don't know. You'd think his head would get a little clearer. He wouldn't be so stressed where he can kind of relax and go a little more creative with his thoughts. Like, Oh, maybe we don't resign Jamal Williams. We draft Kenneth Walker in this draft. 
we carry the one, we save $1.2 million in cap hit in our running back position. That's how we win the Super Bowl. Can you imagine Marty Bird in a front office? I can't even imagine this guy running a goddamn pastry shop. He'd be the, it'd be the most successful pastry shop the world's ever seen. This guy could sell sand to a sailor. He's unfucking believable. The king of poise, the money laundering magician. That's Marty Bird for you. Shout out to Marty Bird. We'll never see another one like him. That's all I got today, folks. Enjoy your weekend. I appreciate the support, the listenership, all of that good stuff. Check out thesecondstring.com. Treat yourself. Get yourself something nice. You feel me? And I'll be back next week. Thank you.